Section 3 of Great Epics in American History, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Great Epics in American History, Volume 1. Voyages of Discovery and Early Explorations, 1000 A.D. to 1682, by Francis Whiting Halsey section three discoveries before columbus two how the norwegians came to vinland one thousand a d leif invited his father eric to become the leader of the expedition but eric declined saying that he was then stricken in years and adding that he was less able to endure the exposure of sea life than he had been leif replied that he would nevertheless be the one who would be most apt to bring good luck and eric yielded to leif's solicitation and rode from home when they were ready to sail they put the ship in order and when they were ready they sailed out to sea and found first that land which biarni and his shipmates found last they sailed up to the land and cast anchor and launched a boat and went ashore and saw no grass there great ice mountains lay inland back from the sea and it was as a tableland of flat rock all the way from the sea to the ice mountains and the country seemed to them to be entirely devoid of good qualities then said leif it has not come to pass with us in regard to this land as with biarni that we have not gone upon it to this country i will now give a name and call it Heluland. They returned to the ship, put out to sea, and found a second land. They sailed again to the land, and came to anchor, and launched the boat, and went ashore. This was a level wooded land, and there were broad stretches of white sand where they went, and the land was level by the sea. Then said Leif, This land shall have a name after its nature, and we will call it Markland. They returned to the ship forthwith and sailed away upon the main with northeast winds, and were out to Dogger before they sighted land. They sailed toward this land, and came to an island which lay to the northward off the land. There they went ashore and looked about them, the weather being fine, and they observed that there was dew upon the grass and it so happened that they touched the dew with their hands and touched their hands to their mouths and it seemed to them that they had never before tasted anything so sweet as this a cargo sufficient for the ship was cut and when the spring came they made their ship ready and sailed away and from its products leif gave the land a name and called it wineland they sailed out to sea and had fair winds until they sighted Greenland, and the fells below the glaciers. Then one of the men spoke up and said, Why do you steer the ship so much into the wind? Leif answers, I have my mind upon my steering, but on other matters as well. Do ye not see anything out of the common? They replied that they saw nothing strange. I do not know, says Leif whether it is a ship or a skerry that i see now they saw it and said that it must be a skerry but he was so much keener of sight than they 
that he was able to discern men upon the skerry. I think it best to tack, says Leif, so that we may draw near to them, that we may be able to render them assistance if they should stand in need of it, and if they should not be peaceable disposed, we shall still have better command of the situation than they. They approached the skerry, and lowering their sail, cast anchor and launched a second small boat which they had brought with them. Turker inquired who was the leader of the party. He replied that his name was Thori, and that he was a Norseman. But what is thy name? Leif gave his name. Art thou a son of Eric the Red of Bratalid? says he. Leif responded that he was. It is now my wish, says Leif, to take you all into my ship, and likewise so much of your possessions as the ship will hold. This offer was accepted, and, with their ship thus laden, they held away to Eriksfirth, and sailed until they arrived at Bratalid. Having discharged the cargo, Leif invited Thori with his wife Gudrid, and three others, to make their home with him, and procured quarters for the other members of the crew, both for his own and Thori's men. Leif rescued fifteen persons from the skerry. He was afterward called Leif the Lucky. Leif had now a goodly store, both of property and honor. There was serious illness that winter in Thori's party, and Thori and a great number of his people died. Eric the Red also died that winter. There was now much talk about Leif's Wineland journey and his brother, Thorvald, held that the country had not been sufficiently explored. Thereupon Leif said to Thorvald, If it be thy will, brother, thou mayest go to Wineland with my ship, but I wish the ship first to fetch the wood which Thori had upon the skerry. And so it was done. Now Thorvald, with the advice of his brother Leif, prepared to make this voyage with thirty men they put their ship in order and sailed out to sea and there is no account of their voyage before their arrival at leif's booths in wineland they laid up their ship there and remained there quietly during the winter supplying themselves with food by fishing in the spring however thorvald said that they should put their ship in order and that a few men should take the afterboat and proceed along the western coast and explore the region thereabouts during the summer. They found it a fair, well-wooded country. It was but a short distance from the woods to the sea, and there were white sands, as well as great numbers of islands and shallows. They found neither dwelling of man nor lair of beast, but in one of the westerly islands they found a wooden building for the shelter of grain. They found no other trace of human handiwork, and they turned back, and arrived at Leif's booths in the autumn. The following summer, Thorvald set out toward the east with the ship and along the northern coast. They were met by a high wind off a certain promontory, and were driven ashore there, and damaged the keel of their ship, and were compelled to remain there for a long time and repair the injury to their vessel. Then said Thorvald to his companions, I propose that we raise the keel upon this cape, and call it Keelness. And so they did. 
then they sailed away to the eastward off the land and into the mouth of the adjoining firth and to a headland which projected into the sea there and which was entirely covered with woods they found an anchorage for their ship and put out the gangway to the land and thorvald and all of his companions went ashore it is a fair region here said he and here i should like to make my home they then returned to the ship and discovered on the sands in beyond the headland three mounds they went up to these and saw that they were three skin canoes with three men under each they thereupon divided their party and succeeded in seizing all the men but one who escaped with his canoe they killed the eight men and then ascended the headland again and looked about them and discovered within the firth certain hillocks which they concluded must be habitations they were then so overpowered with sleep that they could not keep awake and all fell into a heavy slumber from which they were awakened by the sound of a cry uttered above them and the words of the cry were these awake thorvald thou and all thy company if thou wouldst save thy life and board thy ship with all thy men and sail with all speed from the land a countless number of skin canoes then advanced toward them from the inner part of the firth whereupon thorvald exclaimed we must put out the warboards on both sides of the ship and defend ourselves to the best of our ability but offer little attack this they did and the skrellings after they had shot at them for a time fled precipitately each as best he could thorvald then inquired of his men whether any of them had been wounded and they informed him that no one of them had received a wound i have been wounded in my armpit says he an arrow flew in between the gunwale and the shield below my arm here is the shaft and it will bring me to my end i counsel you now to retrace your way with the utmost speed but me ye shall convey to that headland which seemed to me to offer so pleasant a dwelling-place thus it may be fulfilled that the truth sprang to my lips when i expressed the wish to abide there for a time ye shall bury me there and place a cross at my head and another at my feet and call it crossness for ever after at that time christianity had obtained in greenland eric the red died however before the introduction of christianity thorvald died and when they had carried out his injunctions they took their departure and rejoined their companions and they told each other of the experiences which had befallen them they remained there during the winter and gathered grapes and wood with which to freight the ship in the following spring they returned to greenland and arrived with their ship in ericsfirth where they were able to recount great tidings to leif there was now much talk anew about a wineland voyage for this was reckoned both a profitable and an honorable enterprise the same summer that karlsefni arrived from wineland a ship from norway arrived in greenland this ship was commanded by two brothers helgi and finbogi who passed the winter in greenland they were descended from an icelandic family of the east firths it is now to be added that freydis eric's daughter 
set out from her home at Gardar, and waited upon the brothers Helgi and Finbogi, and invited them to sail with their vessel to Wineland, and to share with her, equally, all of the good things which they might succeed in obtaining there. To this they agreed, and she departed thence to visit her brother Leif, and ask him to give her the house which he had caused to be erected in Wineland, but he made her the same answer as that which he had given Karlsefni, saying that he would lend the house, but not give it. It was stipulated between Karlsefni and Freydis that each should have on shipboard thirty able-bodied men besides the women, but Freydis immediately violated this compact by concealing five men more than this number, and this the brothers did not discover before they arrived in Wineland. They now put out to sea, having agreed beforehand that they would sail in company if possible, and although they were not far apart from each other, the brothers arrived somewhat in advance and carried their belongings up to Leif's house. End of section 3. Recording by Linda Johnson.